there's a problem with my system, and the problem is me. Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. Uh, so I went and I, I talked to my therapist, as, as you do. Um, anytime you're thinking about changing your lifestyle, you go and ask a, a health professional and you say, hey, uh, my mental health professional is relaxation right for me. And they um, inevitably will not give you a straight answer because that's not what therapy's about. Therapy's not no. about you saying, here's my question. Uh, will it make me better? And then being like, yes. <laughs> also, like, I... <sighs> I don't agree with your lifestyle and I don't, you know, I, I like, I respect it. I respect it. I just don't, I just don't agree with your lifestyle. Your the change in lifestyle is not um, something that I believe in. So I can't help you. You as a therapist? Yeah. Or you as Sirtis don't agree with my changing lifestyle of <laughs> relaxing more. No, I want, Zach, I want you to work yourself to the bone because <laughs> it benefits me. Wish granted. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I told my therapist that I have this cool, fun podcast that I do with my friend Sirtis. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of people um, in the last couple of weeks that I've told that I do a cool, fun podcast with my friend Sirtis. Um, so hello, if you're listening. Uh, Jared is not a real person, and we can't actually, they don't actually listen. And that's the only way I get through this. <laughs> So anyway, I told my therapist that I do a cool, fun podcast with my friend Sirtis, and as part of that, I'm trying to think more about rituals. And she said, oh, that sounds, that sounds good. I like that you didn't call them routine, because that sounds boring. And I was like, exactly. Um, and so she was like, hey, maybe do that ritual that you have been trying to do to make your brain feel better, and dedicate some time to that, because it's uh, important for your brain to feel better. And I was like, hmm, I'll think about it. It's on my to-do list. Yeah, it's on my to-do list to make my list look better. And then I sat down, and it took me like two days to get through my whole list thing. But now it's gotten through. Um, but I currently have, what is this, 27 items uh, sitting currently in my today view. It's just that most of them are marked with the overdue tag, which I use to say, the time that we're talking about this thing in class has passed, but it still might be good to read for the midterm. Hmm. And so a lot of those I can kind of ignore and just hope that they don't come back to bite me. All right. Uh, so, uh, come on, Excel. Just do the thing. <laughs> uh, come on. There we go. Why? How does Excel work? It doesn't, but we'll get to me talking about Microsoft products later. No, it's obviously not what I want. Okay, fine. Yes, that is what I want. What if I just pretend it is what I want? Done. That's your semester, right? Choosing to choosing to enjoy the thing that you have. Thank you, Excel, for this error message. It's just what I wanted. In what way it. is that zero? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's no... Why the fuck would I want that? Yeah. What? I'm so confused. Okay, I'm just going to count it by hand because there's not that many. Out of the last 23 days... Okay. By which I've been trying to track whether or not I relaxed in that day. Mm -hmm. Any time in that day, if I relaxed for more than an hour, like, you know, if there was an hour in my day where I was not both working and worrying about working, I marked it on my, I had a shortcut remind me to mark it on a spreadsheet. Okay. Let's see. I just counted it and then I forgot the number. Um, 
Out of the last 23 days, 10 of those were yes. That's not an awful ratio. Like, almost half. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It, but if you, like, think about, like, it's an hour out of the 24 I have in a day. Also, you're like, a senior working very hard to be done. Yeah, but, like, I'm dying because of it. So I really Correct. need to do it more, but I, God, I can't. Zach, I can't stop. And, like, the thing is, I enjoy it to some degree. I'm not going to lie. I like working. It's just, like, uh-huh. stressful sometimes, you know? Yeah, I dig. I agree with your, yeah. with your mental health professional that maybe it's not an all-of-the-time thing. What do they know? Wait, real quick. Um, I was... I have this class that I have to go to for, like, it's about, like, resume building and here's how to interview to get a job and whatever. And they were talking okay. about um, the uh, the post-interview but, like, pre-hiring tests that they, that they do mm. to make sure that you're, like, competent in the thing that you say you understand and all of that stuff. Uh, and also to make sure that you will be a good culture fit for the company, which <laughs> sounds... Uh. Uh, yeah sounds discriminatory sounds discriminatory um so i really like to imagine it much more that uh they make you take a buzzfeed personality quiz (laughs) and they only hire like ross from friends if you're a rachel you can't work here i'm sorry that's just the rules um i just want to say that a company made out of ross from friends sounds a lot like microsoft i don't know what ross from friends was like so I can't tell if you're Ross telling is the truth. The worst. Ross is the worst. I have watched very limited friends, but I know that Ross is the worst. Okay. Is that kind of the his trope? Like sometimes they say, "Ah, oh, Ross, you're the worst." I no because it's a like surprisingly like complex character for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but like it just makes a lot of bad decisions and like is awkward and annoying and is mean sometimes. And by sometimes I mean like most of the time and like is rightfully excluded from a lot of the things that the other (laughs) friends do. This is the extent of my knowledge about friends. Okay. So if you've got a company of people who are, um, who are the worst, you might end up manufacturing a product that burns itself and then blame you, the consumer for the product burning itself. And then, Offer to fix it for $600. Oof. So, okay. What do you mean by burning itself? It, it, you close the screen, my computer is breaking. Uh, and it has been for a while, but now it's happening more, qu- more quickly. Um, so this is, this has gone on basically since I, I started owning this device. Uh, if I would close the screen and something inside the software w- did a bad it wouldn't recognize the screen was closed and keep trying to do the awake things that a computer does. Hmm. And in the process, the heat would get trapped inside of the, the now closed like screen to computer. You know, that's just very close. There's no airflow now. Why is the heat going that way? Uh, have you ever seen a picture of what the Surface Book keyboard looks like? Isn't all the like... The good stuff, the good computer parts in the tablet part? The CPU is in the tablet part, along with a battery and, like, yeah, most of that stuff. Like the stuff that generates heat. The GPU and the main battery are in the base. Okay. So, and, but 
but why? the exhaust port for the bass goes from through the, the keyboard? keyboard what from the keyboard to the screen oh that's not how you design things from Make the it go keyboard the side. to the screen um what why why would you ever like just remove it fan out the side like every other laptop <laughs> in existence out the side or the back or anything that isn't the the other <laughs> okay and so when you close it it gets too hot because all of the heat is just sitting there and it doesn't have anywhere to put the heat especially if you put it in a backpack or something then no amount of kicking air out is going to help because it's still like in the laptop sleeve of my backpack sure the thing that would help is if it recognized that i had closed the screen and went into sleep mode right but it doesn't so instead it burns itself by which i mean the screen turns orange in parts the first time it happened i thought that my uh flux had just gotten real messed up but it had not instead the screen had burnt itself and so i went online and everyone was like just give it a minute it'll cool back down and so the screen does it cools back down it's not orange um but it still has a propensity for burning itself oh whatever it fixes itself eventually you know it's fine yeah and you can like put it into sleep mode before you close it uh yeah theoretically you could that's not something i've really concerned myself with okay just because like it should work i mean yeah but it doesn't and so then um something else that you Certus might know about computers is that they've got a lot of little fiddly parts inside of them uh and that some of those are soldered on Uh uh-huh and the soldered on parts uh take like they get has to get pretty hot to melt the solder right solder is not just gonna that's that that's a very hot thing to melt solder Mm -hmm. like hotter than it should be but it might also be the case that there's glue holding pieces together Okay, wait, I have one more question, Zach. Yeah. Before we move on too much. When your computer is like, hey, I'm overheating. Like, I know I'm overheating because, like, I'm kicking heat out into the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what any other computer in the entire world would do is ramp down until the temperature gets to an acceptable level. Right. Which, like, is effectively putting it into sleep mode. Like your computer is just unusable if it goes slow enough. Yeah, the time slip ratio is off, and yeah. (laughs) So why doesn't it do that instead of burning the screen? I, I am not here to be a Microsoft apologist. I've had three years of that, and I'm done with it. Uh, If you have a problem, ask Satya Nadella (laughs) directly himself. Walk up to him at a press event and say, "Hi, it's broken. Fix it." And he will say, I, my job is not hardware. I'm basically just like a, like the queen, but of Microsoft. Just tweet at Alex Cox for technical (laughs) support. (laughs) So anyway, we now have the established fact that sometimes you close the computer and it gets too hot. Right. And some things are soldered and some things are glued. That some things are soldered and some things are glued indeed. Um, And something that we know about glue is that the temperature to make glue not do the sticky thing right is different from the temperature that it takes to get solder to not do the sticky thing right. This is what you're about to say is going to be even more crazy because glue doesn't you can have glue that doesn't melt under high temperatures. I mean, yeah. And maybe this isn't the actual problem. Maybe it's not a glue related thing, but it certainly looks like a glue related thing. Um. This computer, 
because it gets too hot and is made of glue, sometimes, uh, it's, it's a known bug on the Microsoft forums, um, sometimes it will burn the glue <laughs> that holds the battery of the tablet in place. No! <laughs> oh my god, I can't, I can't even imagine what, like, the battery, like, it's gonna start swelling soon. There's no way it's not. <laughs> um, and... This is not, you know, cold, hard scientific proof, but it's definitely something. If you move the screen in the right way, it will begin to recognize the battery. So it is that some contact somewhere (laughs) is disconnected, presumably because it burnt itself. This is not how you do it, Microsoft. What's like the manufacturer that makes this? Because does Microsoft like manufacture it as well? I think so. Probably Foxconn. I don't know. Okay. This is so bad. Pegatron. They're the manufacturer. Pegatron is a really, really suggestive name. It's a subsidiary of Asus. Okay. That tracks. Sorry, Asus. No good. (laughs) I've fixed enough Chromebooks in my life. They're not... They weren't Chromebooks. They were uh, netbooks. So... The facts that we've established are this computer has burned itself so bad that the the tablet battery doesn't work anymore, Um, which means that the hardware latch to get the tablet to disconnect from the base uh, will not detach. No. By software, because it says, hey, your your battery is discharged, so make sure you just run home and charge up the battery real quick. It won't let you disconnect it? It will not let me disconnect. The first time I was like, oh, okay, this is, you know... I'll I'll make this work. This has happened before. Um, I will just manually disconnect it by inserting exactly the right size paperclip into uh, the third ventilation hole on the tablet to disconnect the electromagnetic latches. Zach, like, okay, for I have more questions. <laughs> yeah. First, I want to know: um, Is there a way to like pseudo eject? Like, I know you're just gonna like. Like, you're going to immediately turn off as soon as I disconnect, but like, like in the software, yeah, to tell I, it to eject. Can I just like uh, run CMD and then say, hey, please? Probably. Okay. It's probably something you can mount and whatever. Okay. Um, so, in, okay, but the paperclip is like an easier way to do that. Right, yeah. And so, my assumption was that if I did that, I could disconnect it. Uh huh. And then I could plug just the tablet because the tablet the the okay the bit of the tablet that connects to the base uses the same connector as the charging cable okay and so you can plug the charging cable directly into the tablet so i did that and it said where's my battery and i left it sitting there for a little bit and then i started looking up online to say hey uh what the heck and someone from Surface said, you might want to try running the diagnostics panel that we've got for you to run. And the diagnostics panel said, um, okay, just plug it into the base real quick. And so I did. And then it said, just real quick, hit that eject button for me. And I did. And it said, no can do, buddy. Uh, because the tablet battery, as I may have mentioned, was disconnected. Zach, I, I just realized that um, some of our non-existent listeners that I refuse to acknowledge uh, mm-hmm. may not know like the shape of your laptop uh, it's a keyboard and then the keyboard pushes the exhaust <laughs> from the gpu directly okay. into no, the tablet not, not that part <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and then the tablet is detachable and so that's just one big screen that you can write on um and it has all of the important computery bits in it and theoretically a battery okay so this is a tablet that you can plug into a keyboard and the keyboard will be extra battery and a gpu correct okay and like then you can close the laptop into the keyboard like a normal laptop or you can can you go all the way around um you can disconnect it spin it chunk it back in and then flap it down like a normal laptop but with the screen on the outside okay so you can have a gpu and an extra battery in tablet mode i don't know if it connects to the gpu okay fair but enough. potentially yeah okay at the very least you have the extra battery if you still don't know what zach's laptop looks like there'll be a link in the show notes so just to recap <laughs> yep you your computer burns itself because it gets too hot because they won't go into sleep mode when you close it right and because it's burning itself the glue came the glue burnt and the battery came disconnected from the tablet part not the keyboard part but the tablet part of your laptop so the people on the forum suspect okay and because of that it will not let you eject the keyboard part via software so you had to do it manually with a paperclip right and when you did when you did that and plugged it into power it said i don't have a battery and then refused to turn on it it was on okay it was powered by the the plug into the wall and said i don't have a battery right and when you push the eject button in that state what happened so then there's no eject button you just pull out the what did you push the eject button on the eject button is on the keyboard. Okay, there was a time after you plugged it into the wall that you pushed the eject button. Oh yeah, so that was I had to plug it back into the keyboard for the diagnostic tool to do its thing. Why? Okay, doesn't matter. <laughs> Who knows? And so the eject button still doesn't work. Right. And, the, and so then it can't do the diagnostic on the battery because to do the diagnostic on the battery, it has to be ejected. And so when it says eject, I say I can't eject. And so then I have to hit the skip button. So I can't do a diagnostic on the battery. So I can't do a diagnostic check on the battery. Presumably, the battery has to be connected to it to be diagnosed. Presumably, yes. Okay. And so where that leaves me is with a normal laptop that I paid fancy two-in-one laptop money for and have like built my life around it being a fancy two-in-one laptop. Hmm. Uh, until yesterday, when the GPU started throttling, uh, anytime I moved a window. That might be an unrelated issue, I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay, so you know that functionality we developed in, like, the 1990s? With, like, moving windows around? Uh Uh-huh. You know how it's been 30 years since we did that? Yeah. Still hard, apparently. Yeah, well, it's it's got to use so much 3D power on the GPU. So, so is it just when you move windows around? Uh, or if the windows try and render something. It's, it fixes itself if I restart it for an unknown quantity of time. <laughs> so, okay, that sounds like a really bad, like, helper tool or something. Also, sometimes the system interrupt process is at the maximum of the cpu it's using all of the cpu for system interrupt that is not acceptable zach (laughs) in theory just like for anyone who hasn't taken computer science 252 in madison wisconsin 
at UW Madison or you know your equivalent class. Uh, system interrupt mm-hmm. is supposed to be like, hey, you know, when you get around to this CPU, I have a keyboard command. Like he wanted to type K, so mm-hmm. can you type K for Zach? And the CPU is like, sure, I'm real fast. I'll just like finish this up, and then I'll get to the thing. I'll do the K, and I'll go back to what I was doing. Yep. So at some point, the the thing that says, hey, can you just do this quick for me? Like, just it is seriously just like, just like real quick, just stop this process or do this or do that. Or it's like, just know that I want you to do this. That is taking up 100% of Zach's computing power. <laughs> the equivalent computing power of typing K. Something like that really is not something that is, uh, it really should not be. A difficult thing to do. So, all of that being said, I'm in the market for a new computer. <laughs> so you're not going to pay $600 for them to fix it? Um, no. Because I was planning on getting a new computer relatively soon anyways. Okay. And so I can, I guess, live with this as not both a computer and a tablet and just as a computer and write my notes by hand on paper like a caveman. Like an Egyptian. Uh, so what? What? Uh, what's on your wish list, Zach? What's on your like? What? What's? What are some musts, some wants, and some definitely nots, some deal breakers? I have. I have three. What I want <laughs> is I want to be able to code on it. That's a must, actually. I must. I need to be able to code on it. Okay. I would like to be able to play games on it. Okay. I would like to be able to use it as a as a a writing surface okay oh it was all that minecraft the minecraft broke your computer zach right absolutely you're playing games and it was fine until you started playing minecraft Mm-hmm. maybe it was stardew no wait, you got that on your phone yeah that's also having issues but i don't think those are stardew related <laughs> okay so I'm going to assume deal breakers are refuses to eject from its dock. (laughs) Yeah, deal breakers right now, I think, are uh, made by Asus or a subsidiary thereof. (laughs) I have been burned before and so is my computer. (laughs) I think the must of programming pretty much only excludes like iPads. Right. Which is too bad, really, Mm because they would fulfill the other requirements pretty fairly well Mm -hmm. well maybe not the games one they're getting better though in theory you could run a game just there's no games yeah there's apple there's apple arcade now yeah play mario kart there's minecraft and stardew these are those are the only games you need mario kart minecraft and Mm -hmm. stardew gonna wait for that 16 inch macbook pro maybe and just just pray that the trackpad takes pencil input uh okay by uh new mac pro with mm-hmm. a Wacom tablet. And just carry the Wacom tablet with me to class? Yeah, I mean, they're, they can be small. I guess. Wacom tablet and an iPad to do um, Luna display. Can it do it at, at great distance? You could probably hack something together. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Just get a, get a Raspberry Pi to relay it over, an, over the internet. I don't want anything that's a non-standard solution at this point. I'm going to run to the restroom, um, have something on my desk by the time I get back. (laughs) Okay. 
I've figured out a solution. Okay, good. I have as well. Invent a time machine. Oh, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, jump forward into the, the future to oh, win. Okay. okay. They let you have Xcode on your iPad Pro. Okay. And then jump back in time in time for class. Okay, so, <laughs> Zach. Yeah. Your, first of all, I think Time Machine is a non-standard solution, and you're better off just using the Raspberry Pi. Shit. <laughs> so, something similar, actually. I don't know about you, but I hardly ever open an IDE anymore. I do almost all of my coding in Vim. Okay. Which is extremely cross-platform. All you need is a keyboard. Like, an iPad can't run Eclipse. But also, you don't want to be running Eclipse. I kind of do. I know, but like, it's terrible. You should not. Right, yes. Did we live in a world where I could get my homework done without using Eclipse? Well, it, like, ha- have you sufficiently explored that? Is that like an actual possibility? Can you get a command line compiler? For Java? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. There's there's open Java implementations for sure. Okay. So um, small small problem. Okay. Uh, you know that whole thing that Apple has, uh, where they explicitly don't allow virtual machines. Well, you can get ISH or whatever, or hell, like set up a actually set up a Raspberry Pi and like do development work off of it. I've been thinking about that actually. So here's the thing. Okay. The reason I suggest that is because I firmly believe, and I think most people would agree with me that. The iPad is the best handwriting device. Yeah. You're writing directly on the screen with very low latency, with a pencil that feels good, and really, like, well-thought-out note-taking software, like GoodNotes, and the other one is, like, noteworthy or something. And I guess you can use OneNote, but don't. It's bad. Right. The thing is, it doesn't do the other two things, which is code well. Like, I've done development work on an iPad before, and it's not as good as a laptop it's possible just not as Mm -hmm. good and it really doesn't do games very well like what apple arcade sure but like there's no steam or anything i think i could live with that is there okay wait there's like two games that i want to see um oh other people are also interested in the exact same question as i am let's see if reddit delivers wait really that was the wrong button. I clicked the wrong button. Give me a second. All my problems might be solved. Okay. Um, let me type in iOS. Hmm. Never mind. I was, I was very incorrect, uh, and that person was just not useful. Um, okay. There is, there is a game genre uh, that I enjoy in the family of Factorio and Fortress Craft is the one that I like. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, that I will be very disappointed to lose when I move to iPad. Because there aren't parallels on the iPad, from what I can tell. Right. So, current laptop still works, though. Like, as long right. as it's plugged in. To as long the... as it's plugged in, and as long as um, the, the windower isn't having a heart attack. So, yeah, just, like, play Factorio on your laptop. Because, like, that doesn't okay. need to be portable anyway. Come to the dark side, Zach. Space gray side. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm hearing is that I should set up a Linode when we end this call and see how much stuff I can move from my local computer to the Linode. Okay. And if I am successful in coding 
entirely on the Linode without getting angry at it. <laughs> I will consider the iPad-only lifestyle. Okay. Multi-pad lifestyles next. You're almost there. <laughs> um, I don't agree with your lifestyle. You don't agree? I don't agree with your lifestyle, Zach. I think you need... To relax less and work more? Yeah, and work more with your fancy new Mac Pro Tower with your uh-huh. uh, Pro X XDR Display Max S11. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, just remote in with your iPad. Yeah. Are you going to, like, use Vim, or are you going to be a dirty, dirty eMac boy? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Excuse me, (laughs) sir. What does that mean? It's pronounced (laughs) Sirtis. I just mean, like, are you going to, like, write the code on your laptop and then email it to your Linode server? Or are you going to, like, remote into your Linode server and... And use Vim to do it there, because I think I would... Vim is a bit of a learning curve, and I don't want you to get entirely too frustrated with it. I have experience with Vim. It was admittedly frustrating experience, but I do have it. Okay. Um, so I think maybe point one is to get everything up on the lin- uh, the Linode and edit it from my nice editor, and just figure out how to make my nice editor play nice with SSHing. Okay, okay. And then step two is going to be learn Vim. Okay. And then I'm going to go to grad school for urban planning, and then all of it will have been for naught. Right? Like, that's the other concern, is that I have, I have a semester and a half left of needing to take notes. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in that case, like, maybe just, like, tough it out with paper and get a laptop. Maybe. Because, like, no matter what you go into... After the semester and a half, mm-hmm. a laptop's going to do it. Like, that will get the job done. Like, there's not going to be a job that requires an iPad, most likely, in your future. Or a drawing tablet. Yeah. But there might be one that requires a laptop. Or Is there, like, wait, okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. I need a laptop for one of the classes I'm taking next semester. GIS programs are not on iPad yet for editing. Oh, oh, man. <sighs> Have you tried typing on uh, the the MacBook keyboards? Do you know if you no. dislike it or not or not? I am going to withhold judgment until the end of October when Apple has either announced or not announced a new keyboard. Okay. I'm interested in the new the potential for a new laptop, but I also don't want a 16-inch laptop, nor do I need a new laptop, but like if, if I did, <laughs> Mm-hmm. If I did need a new laptop, I would not want a 16-inch one. That seems too big. Yeah, I don't even think my backpack could fit a 16-inch. Yeah, I think they're going to do it mostly by getting rid of all the bezels. So it's not going to be like a whole lot bigger in body size, but I think mm-hmm. it's going to be significant as far as like backpack size. Mm-hmm. And so then I'll have to get a side bag and then it'll be a whole, you know. <laughs> and you're on your way to your uh, cortility belt. Yeah. It also would be hard to get the iPad because then I'd need to get all of the additional ephemera for making podcasting work mm. that shouldn't be an issue because because of the way we have our thing well never mind you're right that would not be easy just to have like some sort of zoom recorder mm-hmm. i've been looking up federico vitici's guides so we've been talking about macs and apple products 
iPads. Are you also considering like a like Windows laptop that is not made by Asus or like doesn't have a service branding? If I'm going to get a a device that isn't a Mac, because the thing the thing with Macs is that they work. A well, we'll see. Usually, B they are Unix based, so it's a lot easier to just be like install me this thing and not have to like go online and get some weird installer and do it and then modify your path manually because you can't i don't know i don't know so anyway that's the nice thing about max and so if i was going to have to not do max i would want it to check all three of the boxes then i would want it to be able to do games Mm, do coding okay and be writable which basically means it's a surface or a different asus product okay that i was legitimately considering until i looked up on wikipedia who makes the surface sounds good you'll get uh your your arm arm mac you'll get your uh for those of you that don't listen to you don't exist but if you don't listen to atp uh there are some like uh, changes expected to the mac macbook line because they are like not not as far as power, but as far as like usability and like, it seems that Apple uh, prioritized their aesthetics over their functionality in like mostly the keyboard. The keyboard is mm-hmm. like a lot of people really, really hate it. They hate the way it feels. Also, it if it gets dust in it, then it just kind of clogs up and doesn't work anymore. Right. I have gotten extremely lucky, knock on wood. That that has not happened to mine, like, ever. I've never had a key stick, and I, despite appreciating a really nice keyboard, I am not super picky. Mm -hmm. I can type on pretty much anything, as long as it's, like, able to use all ten fingers. Like, I can't type quickly on a phone, but, Mm -hmm. like, I can type on a software keyboard pretty well. Not as well as a hardware keyboard, but I can do it. So, I mean, it it works for me, but... Alright. I also hear a lot of annoyances regarding the ports like there's just four USB-C ports Mm -hmm. do you have any particular feelings about that when i'm out and about i don't really connect anything to my computer besides the charger and when i'm in in a bin what's the opposite of out and about (laughs) i think it's in in a bin okay okay uh when i'm in in a bin i (laughs) um I just connect my one thing, and then that goes to the hub, and then the hub does all of the connecting to the USB boys. Yeah, that's how I have it set up as well. And so, yeah, I just have the one cable plugged into a monitor that plugs into a USB hub that plugs into a bunch of hard drives. If I got a MacBook, it would be the first laptop I ever owned that didn't have a magnetic charging cable, Hmm. which isn't really either here or there, but just something of note. Yeah. Trying to think of what else like might factor into a decision like this. Then the only other question is, do I wait until the end of October or do I panic and assume that because my uh, windowing service is at 100%, maybe something else uh, deeper is, is wrong with this and one day it's just going to die and I'm not going to have any warning. Yeah, I would be extremely worried about that. <sighs> this won't help the battery, but like, could you reinstall the operating system? Like just kind of give windows a big old reset probably okay well that's near the, neither here or there it's ideally you could wait till the end of october but like yeah. that is 
two weeks away, three weeks away? It should be fine. <laughs> okay. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Like I would. So when I get my fancy new 16-inch computer, I'm going to need, as we said, I'm going to need a better bag to support it. Ah, yes. Um, and so one, one place that I've been thinking about uh, to, get, to get better bags is Tom Bin, which is a bag manufacturer, I believe, out of Seattle or somewhere in that uh, western region of the United States. And they make a lot of different kinds of bags. And uh, some of them are maker's bags. Some of them, oh, wait, wait, go back. No, there was one and it was somebody at a grocery store. That's exactly what I needed. Yeah, a grocery store bag. Um, And then they also have like extras, which are little things that you can put inside your bag to make your bag do other things than what bags normally do. I don't really understand that part. Um, (laughs) And now it's an airplane. (laughs) But sometimes I, I go here onto the Tom Bin website, and I'm like, I want a bag that would work well to put all of my other grocery bags into. And then I start scrolling, and I'm like, this is, these are all just bags. They're all just bags, and they don't mean anything to me. So what I want is somebody to, like, like one of those little chat bubble things. Oh, there is a questions bar here, isn't there? Uh-oh. What do you know? Send us a note, and we'll get back to you as soon as we're back at work. They're, they're closed right now. But when they're not closed, you might, it might actually, the thing that I was going to complain about might actually exist, where you click a button and you say, hi, I'm looking for this kind of thing to hold my 16-inch laptop. And they say, oh, well, yeah, that's weird, because who, who owns a 16-inch laptop right now? Certainly not the kind of people who own MacBooks and uh, Tom Bin bags, because I feel like the Venn diagram is very close to the same thing. Um... I think the Tom Bin bubble might just be inside the Mac bubble. I don't think they are one circle. Right. It's a it's a nested yeah. Yeah. kind of thing. I I can respect that. So Zach, I'm looking at these backpacks. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that some of these are more than my rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> Like I'm sure they're great, but <laughs> eh. Uh. But yeah, uh, so like you just want someone to talk to about backpacks that knows about backpacks? Yeah, I don't know. I wrote this down in a in a fugue state editing the last week's show notes. Um, I don't really remember what the what the focus was, um, but mostly just that I went down here and I was like, well, I want I want to have a backpack. And there's like a there's a Q kit, but there's also a padded organizer pouch, and there's also a parapack organizer pouch, and there's also a ballistic organizer pouch. And why would I want the Q kit over the pa- parapack? What's the what's the story? What's the lifestyle of me that you are um, trying to tell me by selling me a travel laundry stuff sack? Actually, I kind of know what that one's about. They should just, like, instead of implicitly saying this is the kind of person who buys this, they should just say, like, in the, like, description, the kind of person who buys this is this, this, and this. And if you inspire, if you aspire to be a uh, indie novel writer who takes trips to Paris on the weekends, mm-hmm. you need this bag. Otherwise, you won't be taken seriously. They also make dog collars? <laughs> cool. Oh, they sell a sketchbook and hats, packing cubes. I don't know. I don't, 
I have a backpack. It works just fine. Um, but sometimes I go on the internet and I hear people on the podcast talk about their fancy backpacks that they want to get. And then I go to the website and I'm like, wow, that backpack sure looks fancy, but I don't have that many things to put in my backpack. That was the whole point of having the, the one, the two in one device was that I want to have the one thing that I put in my backpack and that's it. It's a, it's a book. It's a tablet. It's a, it's a computer. It does uh, my laundry. It does, um, you know, it's got all the things that you could need in your backpack. Yeah. And you know, it buys my smartwatches for me. I don't need anything Uh else. (laughs) So you're just backpack lusting. Yeah. Okay. That's valid. I didn't know there was a word for it, and I'm so glad that there is, because that is very much my experience. I'm just like, wow, look at that. I don't want to be doing work. I don't want to have to think about what I could actually do to fix my computer. Look at that thing. I mean, I, 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 that is not a term. I just made that up, but I think it is fitting. So I have an issue. Okay. I clicked on dog gear in the collections. So I started looking at all the dog gear, and like, there's, some, there's like collars. There's like uh, a bag for dog treats. But there's also a baseball hat. Mm-hmm. If you click on... Okay, I'm going to go to dogs. There are two angles you could take here. One is citizen canine quality. All right. Um, so under the, more, under the more thing, there's a dog gear button. And I clicked on that. And then at, all the way at the bottom, there's a baseball cap, which either implies that the person who has a dog should have a baseball cap or the dog should have a baseball cap. And one's clearly better than the other. The dog wearing the baseball cap? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they show zero dogs wearing baseball caps in the product images. So you have to imagine <sighs> that that's not what they think. Um, what if I... Oh, wait. Only humans wearing baseball caps. That is just... It's not very inclusive. Tom Bennett is canceled. They've got a bags in the wild. Submit your photos. Um, those are dogs wearing necklaces. That's a dog in a bed. That's a dog with a harness. That's just a sticker. Um, there are no pictures of dogs in hats, which is very upsetting. All right, so not only is, um, I was about to say dogs, not only is Tom been canceled. Dogs are not canceled. <laughs> dogs are not canceled. Dogs can never be canceled. Um, so Tom Bin is, has been canceled, as we've established, because they're not inclusive. But something else is being canceled for not being inclusive, and it's... Blockchain Squad, uh, which is to say that Blockchain Squad itself is not being canceled, but blockchain is. Um, I'm going to paste this link right here. Oh, yay. Um, so there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff in this article. I haven't gotten around to actually reading it. Um, but the, the most important thing is about halfway down, a very useful DHS flowchart. <laughs> Why does blockchain make people so mad? It has to make so many outside requests. Oh, yeah. It's called FedScoop. I, <laughs> I, I feel like they're going to they're gonna have to make a lot of outside requests. Bootlickers. <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> do you want to read this flowchart, Zach? So this flowchart starts. Uh, this is for government purposes, uh, which is, do you, need a, do you need a blockchain? You've got this problem. Uh, Will blockchain solve it better than anything else uh, in, in less time and more efficiently? And the answer is probably no. For example, do you need a shared consistent data store? If the answer is no, uh, then you can just email stuff to each other or potentially spreadsheets. Do you need more than one entity to contribute to the data or can just one person keep track of all that data? 
if just one person can keep track of all that data, uh, then that's a, that's just a database. You're talking about a database mm -hmm. with a lot of overhead. Uh -huh. um, but you might say, what if other people need to look at that data? Uh, what if they need to audit it? Um, in which case, uh, maybe maybe you will need a blockchain. So then you got to look down and you got to follow the flowchart and you got to say, do we have data records um, that once they're written are never updated or deleted? If there is some sort of update or delete function on these records, uh, blockchain is not a good idea for you and maybe consider a database. <laughs> but if your records always get written and they never get overwritten or deleted, then you need to also consider Maybe because blockchain is a public thing, uh, you need to uh, you need to make sure that you're following all of the rules about keeping people's data private, um, which is a concern that I raised in one of my classes the other day when the professor was like, we could make this thing blockchain. And I was like, FERPA. And he was like, nah, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't like the people in the entrepreneurship building at my school because I, I don't know what they do. I do not know what they do. That's a me problem. Maybe they do a lot of things. So anyway, if there's sensitive information, don't put it on the public record blockchain. No, uh, put it in a database and then password protect that database or even better, protect it some other way. Passwords are good, but not government level. Write everything on sticky notes. It can't be hacked. Right. Until, until they come out with sticky note app for V2. <laughs> do you ever think about all of the apps that they had for like iOS 2. Um, there was one that was just like a lightsaber. And then as you moved your phone around, it would make lightsaber sounds. Oh, okay, Zach. I think uh, iOS 2, uh, that, that was not possible because I, those iPod touches did not oh, yeah. have accelerometers. <laughs> but yeah, I do know what you're talking about. There was one that somebody I knew had that you like tilted it and it looked like it was filling up with beer and then you tilted it another way and it looked like it was emptying with the beer yep but then there was an ad on the bottom so it didn't <laughs> look like a, a beer glass it looked like a phone with an app with an ad on the bottom the zippo lighter app existed yeah yeah also with ads but you could pay 5.99 to get rid of them well yeah how else are but, they gonna make money yeah no you have to but like it's che still cheaper than buying an actual Zippo lighter. So as long as you don't need to actually light anything on fire with the mm -hmm. lighter and you just want to like hold it up at a concert or whatever. What you need to do if you need to light something on fire with your Zippo lighter app is buy a Surface Book. <laughs> just put something between and the screen the and the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. The Zippo lighter app just makes your phone really hot. Like it just like <laughs> starts mining, mining Bitcoin on your phone. Um. So if you don't need a Zippo Lighter app and um, you promise that you're not writing anything sensitive on the blockchain, then maybe you should consider, do you have multiple people who write to this thing and they all are arguing about who gets to hold on to the thing that gets written to? Because if the answer is no, then you just let somebody hold on to the thing and it's going to take a lot less energy than blockchain. But if everybody's fighting in your, in your government application and you're not writing sensitive data, and you're not writing, <clears throat> uh, you're not updating or deleting data records, and um, you have more than one entity contributing to data, and you need it to be shared, then you need to consider, do you want to keep track of everybody who writes to it? Because if you don't care about who wrote to it, then you can just use a database. But 
If all of those things are true and you care about getting a log of everybody who wrote to it, then you may have a useful blockchain use case, according to the DHS. This is a good flowchart. I like it a lot. I would make some more bubbles if I were them. Like, I would put way more restrictions on whether or not it's acceptable to use a blockchain. <clears throat> Mostly about, like, the number of people, like, shared could mean, like, two people. Mm -hmm. Which, there is not a single use that a blockchain would be appropriate. Blockchain only gets to be appropriate when there's, like, I don't know, double digits at least. <laughs> <laughs> the kicker is, they wanted the blockchain to be searchable. This professor, he was like, you don't have to worry about federal data protection rights. Also, we want it to be searchable by any employer in the world. You know what databases are really good at? Storing data. Searching. Also searching. Yeah. Searching the data that they store. And blockchains are just like, the whole point is, it for, is that it's difficult to do. It's difficult to make changes and like read the changes and like figure out what's going on. Boy, this is upsetting, but like kind of nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that there is a, a flowchart for me to use. And I think I will hang on to it so that when, uh, when we come to a, another blockchain squad, we can apply it. We can apply it. Awesome. We can say, do they need a shared consistent data store? And maybe the answer will be yes. Maybe it'll be no. You'll have to figure out by tuning in to the next episode, Jared. Um, but before that happens, we're going to move into the book club. We're talking about Fall or Dodge in Hell by Neil Stevenson. <laughs> I wanted to say Reemdy real bad, but I couldn't. That's wrong. So we're talking about Fall or Dodge in Hell by Neil Stevenson. And if you have also finished that book or don't care about spoilers, uh, come along, Jared. But first, a PSA from The Worrying Books. Avoid legal snags by telling people that they're being recorded. Let me, let me re-say that. I gotta do my vocal warm-ups. Not the hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking for two hours. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay, now I'm ready to start the podcast. Hey, Zach. <laughs> Avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded. This has been a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. Did it end how you were expecting it to? That's a really good question. In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I was expecting something more clever, if that makes sense. Yeah. I wasn't disappointed by it, but I was expecting, like, to be surprised by the ending, which is kind of a funny thing to say. Mm hmm But, yeah, no, it pretty much, like, there was a big fight at the end, and, like, people died, and uh, Egg Dog came back, and they all lived happily ever after, I guess. Or died ha happily ever after? Lived after death happily ever after? <laughs> they all afterlifed happily ever after? After lived. After live. After. After loaf. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Was it what you were expecting? No. I was expecting everyone would be uploaded by the end of the book. Mm, when Zula wasn't. Yeah. Zula wasn't, and plenty of people were still managing things. 
they called them like yeah okay so this is something to talk about uh mm-hmm. it's kind of funny we got like a little uh slippy thing going because like at the beginning it was Egdad and he had a garden and a few people lived in the garden mm-hmm. and then more people came in and then it became like a really crowded place and at the end of the book pretty much everyone was in the virtual space in Bitworld and Meat Space looked like Zula having a garden yeah and like people not living in her garden but like living in little yeah human reservations <laughs> that aren't dedicated to solar power there was an element that they they went up on the top of the hill and all the trees were all around them. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't think about that. What's the real bit world? Oh. Airhorn, airhorn, airhorn. Hashtag They're deep. all bit world. <laughs> wow. Wow. I am struggling to find the right word because I don't want to say that I was dissatisfied with it because at the end I was like, yeah. Okay. But then like, Stepping back from it, a lot of the things that I was like, oh, man, I really want to know what happens with mm, okay. not you want Samwise, like, Solomon. You want like a uh, afterword, an epilogue. Yeah. Like the story is fine, but like, give me all the good, good, good science fiction, Neil Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This is a, a, a perfect and wonderful human story. But like, why? Why is everybody in the computer? What alien forced us all to be in the computer? Yeah. And like. Uh, tell me how the the powers work tell me how tell me why this happened and like why he can do that and he can't do that and why she can be death and why not her and yeah i feel like there were a lot of questions unanswered and i feel like i always so when you're in high school english Uh uh-huh and they're like that's for you to interpret i'm always like lazy right just lazy i read (laughs) sci-fi i want to know Tell, Tell me, me how I don't the jump drive guess. works. Exactly. I don't care if you just make up three paragraphs of words. Tell me. <laughs> I need rules so that I can adequately uh, decide whether your story is uh, accurate according to your rules. <laughs> I want to c- call out that I was absolutely correct that everybody just got resurrected when they died. Yep. I want to call out that it was that L was like, let's make it better. All the people should have their own free will and stuff. And then he made the Beatles. That's dumb. And I th- almost feel like it was just there to make you be like, yeah, L definitely is bad. Because before that... Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. Like, oh, uh, well, I kind of, like, almost agree with L. Like, uh-huh. I don't think he's going about it necessarily the best way, like, with revolution and whatnot. But, like, yeah. People should, like, not live under a dictator in general, but then he, like, animal farmed it and made it a lot worse. And also, like, the Sprung magically didn't overpopulate like everyone thought they would. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, this just didn't happen, you know? I want more. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's a long book, but I want, like, give me two more, 200 more pages of just, like, just... More of the, like, this character that I strongly, I didn't, well, not, like, strongly, that I, like, have come to really like from Reemd. Uh-huh. Give me more of that, because I think Neil Stevenson did a really good job of creating the character of Richard Forthrast. Yeah. That was a really good character. It was really well developed, and you f- feel like he was a real person. Like, at least I mm-hmm. did. Like, mm-hmm. I could see this person being a real person. And I want to know how this person reacts 
to being in the afterlife. Yeah. And like you got that at the beginning when he was just him, but like you don't get very much after he figures out that this is the afterlife. Right, yeah, no. You get like him being a worm, messing with L, and then he got locked away and then at the end he was like, Great job, everyone. Great Did we go, ever go team? Go like back in Richard's head after he got thrown into the sky? Um not after he was he got his um thread yeah. cut. Not after uh Sophie yeah. I'm bad with names. Not after Sophie killed him the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, at least. Which maybe is a stylistic choice. Yeah. Like, it, it's just the reap and not the actual Eggdod process. Mm-hmm. So, I disagree, though. <laughs> I really want to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, like, from the, the sense of the story, it makes sense. But from the sense of me as a reader who likes that character, uh-huh. what the heck, man? I, I would actually, I think, be really satisfied with a lot of little, like, like they did Harry Potter, or I guess J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter, but then there's a bunch of, like, newts, commanders, fantastical beasts, and where to find them, or, like, right, right. Um, the tales of Beetle, Beetle and Bard, mm-hmm. or Beetle the Bard, I don't remember. Um, and I would love some, like, tales of Beetle and Bard type things in this world, of, like, what happened with the Hill Giants? Where did... Um, like what's the story of the newest shiver and all of that yeah right not to throw shade at jk rowling because like harry potter yay Uh uh-huh but like she wrote uh a really popular book series and she has developed fans a lot of fans that would pay a lot of money to get every ounce of content they can out of this universe right that is not something neil stevenson has (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, it's a dedicated fan base for sure, but, like, I don't think anyone's getting too into the world of Seven Eves. Like, yeah, no. M- past the story. Mm-hmm. Also, Neil Stevenson has a lot of different universes that, like, are not coherent. Yeah. But I know that he has written, like, short stories, like 200 pages. Mm-hmm. See, that'd be perfect. I'd really And just to it. have, yeah, to have a 200-page, like, this is the Mountain Giant story. Right. One of the uh, Frada Seven. Yeah, and then you just kind of like do little callbacks to the main story, like, this is mm-hmm. right after Eggda got thrown into the sky. Or you don't even. Like, you don't. Yeah, you don't have to. Call it. You just say, like, now there's some red lights in the sky. Exactly. Yeah. Want to do, like, star ratings? I think I'm going to say four stars because it very much, especially the end, there was this one quote that I haven't had a chance to say, but it was. Um, they go up on that hilltop in the fog, um, and it's... But one of the delicious qualia that emerged from certain kinds of weather, snowfall was another of them, was the childish illusion that the world really was small and simple enough to be comprehended within a glance. Um, which, after all of the, the battle and everything, it was one of the first moments where you could, like, stop and slow down and breathe. Yeah. And just... Holy cow. Yeah, no, it's ex- excellent writing. Uh, I... I'm going to give it five stars. I give it five stars because it satisfied, while I was not, while it is not perfect, that is not what five stars means to me. I think Syracuse would disagree. But, Mm -hmm. like, what this book did for me was make me want to keep reading after every point that Zach forced me to stop. (laughs) Like, there was never a time where I was like, where I was reading this book and was like, 
boy, I don't really don't want to be reading this book. Mm-hmm. Even like at the end. Well, like we said, like at the end, when Neil Stevenson this time forced us to stop reading by yeah. not writing more, <laughs> um, I wanted to read more. I wanted to know more about the story. I was interested and it was, like you said, there were some absolutely beautiful parts, some like mm-hmm. really like, I don't know, yeah. like classic is the best word yeah. I can come up with for it. It's like, this is beautiful writing mm-hmm. with good characters a story that you can care about and like it's not like what's the what's the word like literature professors having their own head up their ass okay yeah just like yeah just like very uh like not quite pretentious but like the way we like uh like modern art just because it's like Mm -hmm the art critics say it's good so the rest of us think it's good because it's in museums and because it's in museums we think it's good Mm -hmm. it's not i think it is good in that way but it's not good because of it it is that is not the it is not only good because it has goodness conferred upon it yes (laughs) i think (laughs) (laughs) it's approachable like, I could say, high schooler, you can read this and understand uh-huh. it and enjoy it, which is not necessarily true with, like, Moby Dick, say. Yeah. Which I admittedly have not read. All right. All right. Well, there's there's our review. The Worrying Bugs gives it 9 out of 10 stars. So, Jared, if you have other opinions about this this book than us, uh, or if you are my computer and you want to promise that you're going to stop burning yourself, um, you can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm at...